26 minutes to 9 o'clock. It is Thursday night, means it's time for hiking with Tim Lundy. If you have a question or comment you'd like to pose to Tim, you can give us a call 021 446 0567 or 072 567 1567 on the WhatsApp line. This man, this is a man with a, a little bit of knowledge about hiking and those sorts of things in and around Cape Town. Joins us now live in studio. How are you doing, Tim? Very, very well. It's, it's, it's getting hot out there, isn't it? Today was, uh, was a stinker, as I said. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I reiterate, I'm, I'm a winter baby. I can't do <laughs> summer. My, my sweat sweats, and I'm, I'm an investor in, like, in talcum powder <laughs> during this time of the year. It's, it's, and, and, uh, war, and regarding the heat, this is the time where, you know, people find themselves in tricky spots on the mountain. Yep. Firstly, uh, again, our weekly uh, rescue and, and safety recap. How's the safe of our mountains? Been? It's, uh, yeah, season started. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's, uh, yeah, six rescues in seven days. Wow. Yeah, so it's getting busy out there and people are getting themselves into trouble. And um, over the weekend on Saturday, I did uh, rescue standby for the ultra trail run. And my first position was on Saturday at the top of Platterclip. And the amount of people I saw come past me at the top, how they made it to the top, I don't know. Um, Just the kind of gear they're wearing. Mm. And then on Sunday, uh, I got even more of a surprise. I think I turned myself and a couple of others turned away quite a few people um, that were about to attempt Platterclip. Firstly, they didn't know where it was. And then secondly, wanted to know, um, uh, could they go? And uh, we advised strongly against it because it was 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It was really, really hot. And uh, they were walking as if they were going to the beach, which was in the other direction. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, and also water. Just we, we stopped so many people and just said to them, have you got enough water? And the answer always was no. Mm. Some had a bit of water, but it's definitely not worth two hours of climbing mm. Platzer Club. Um, but today we are particularly focusing on holiday walks. Um, we live in Africa. It is hot here. But it's also the time many people are out. Many people uh, have the time to go out. But what do we need to remember when, when going or starting to go on hikes this time of the year? Look, there are two things um, that, that sort of highlight for me. One is, is checking the weather. And the other one is just have enough water. You know, you can get stuck out in the um, out out in the mountains, but if you've got enough water, you've got time on your hands. If you don't have enough water, you're in trouble. Um, the weather, I mean, yesterday, gale force winds. Um, they had to call in the big helicopter to come and help out because the smaller helicopter couldn't fly mm. in the weather conditions. Um, so, yeah, if you if you're going to go on a particular route, make sure that you've checked the weather. If it's a very exposed area where the wind is going to be very, very strong, rather avoid being there because mm. it, it also just um, adds to it. And then, yeah, a lot of people who are going to be taking on Platterclip, there is no water in that ravine except at the bottom and no one drinks that water. Mm. I wish they would because it's nice spring water. But h- How much water is enough water? Will a 500 ml, you know, one of these pump bottles that you Absolutely buy? Absolutely not. Or do I need to buy a camel pack <laughs> to walk up the mountain with on my back? Yeah, look, I mean, camel pack is, is definitely a, a win. It's... Um, for every liter that you have, it's an extra kilogram. So you've got to kind of look at it like that. You can have three liters of water, no problem. That's three kilograms. 
but you've got to remember you're going to have other things as well. So it just adds to it. Um, the minimum we kind of say is a liter and a half per person. Mm. Uh, it's just for your sort of average walk, you know, three to five hour kind of proper walk, you know, one and a half liters. And nine times out of ten, you're not going to drink all one and a half liters. But trust me, if something goes wrong, you're going to mm. wish you had that one and a half liters. Um, because it, it, yeah, water is life, so it's uh, very, very vital. We have a hiking-related voice note that we want to play. If you have a question or a comment for Tim Lundy, you can give us a call, 021-446-0567, or drop us a WhatsApp or a voice note, 0725671567. Hi, Lester. Good evening to Tim there. Yeah, I see the rescue chopper was quite busy in the week and last week. The last week was up in Kuchelbeck. Or Kuchelberg Nature Reserve. I was tracking it on flightradar24.com. You can see where they fly to. And then over the weekend, they were in Betty's Bay. Uh, was that diver rescue? It's quite interesting. I was also monitoring the marine traffic on marinetraffic.com. Yeah. Very interesting. Cedric Strand. Thanks so much. Uh, really appreciate that voice note. Um, we 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 underestimate the amount of resources that are that are used up when a rescue needs to be done. Yeah. They're never going to deny someone a rescue, yeah. but it takes a lot of resources, whether it be in man hours or whether it be in the cost of fuel needed to fly a chopper. Yeah, and I think, you know, the thing is, as rescuers, we're constantly told that don't rely on the helicopter all the time. It's lovely to have the helicopter, but it is hugely expensive. Um, and there's obviously an element of danger when around a helicopter. So last week I was actually part of, um, and the week before, doing um, sort of refresher courses on sort of working around a helicopter. And there is a lot to remember. And um, for us, one of the things that we do when a helicopter does come in is to try and keep people back. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's. I was told never. Machine. I was told never. Never jump out of a helicopter. Step out of a helicopter. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <yeah. laughs> That's what I was told. The only time you jump out of a helicopter is if you've got the ocean below you, and even then, it's a. Um, it's but a, I don't know if you've seen this video. It was in the United States. It was a couple of months ago. It was a rescue where a woman was taken up in one of these uh, Arizona. These, these guns. You've seen the video, yes. and she gets lifted up. But then, uh, they they gave a scientific reason. I forget, but. The, that 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 stretcher then went into an uncontrollable yes. spin that lasted for a few minutes. Have you seen something like that here? I was last this this week. Um, uh, we went to winching practice um, where we basically in a warehouse with a with a uh, winch um, to try and simulate being lifted up in a helicopter and things that we need to do. And it was myself and another chap that went up, um, and we kind of went into a little bit of a spin. Uh, nothing to that extent, but it, I think it sort of reiterated how easily it can happen. Um, so often when, when they do with stretches, what, what had happened with that one is we've got a thing called a back rope, mm. which is somebody will hold that back rope on when that is going up because the helicopter is spinning and the cable, you know, you've got tension <clears throat> in the cable. So it tends to try and spin. So the back rope helps stop that spin. And the the further down you are, the faster that spin is going to happen. So 
by the time you get closer to the helicopter, you're pretty much going the same, <laughs> same kind of speed as the road. I, <laughs> I never want that to happen. No, to I it. <laughs> but back to our conversation on holiday walks. Um, uh, a lot of people have now uh, time on their hands to take their, um, their kids and their families. We've, we've spoken a lot about family-friendly walks, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in, up in the mountains. There's felt. There's even, as you say, the promenade, where we're actually going to be having our, our yes. listener walk next yes, week. Next and we'll weekend. give you some more details towards the end of, of the segment. But where would you suggest, you know, if, if um, a family has two or three kids and, and the friend or the cousin who wants to come along, uh, where, where are some of the, the places that you could highlight? Yeah, I mean, some of the places I can think of, uh, Silvermine is always a nice one. Silvermine Dam. It's, yeah, it's your favorite of yours. You, it really is just special because it, um, I think it kind of reminds me of the Highlands in a way. Um, it, it's just the, the facilities are there. It's, it's really nice. It's secure. Um, people can swim in the dam. Um, they don't mind that. Um, there's even, uh, at, at certain times they'll allow brying as well. So you can take picnics. And there's just nice walks around there, nice gentle stuff, mm-hmm. and it's nice family time. Um, and then other walks are like Amanus Fernkloof, which is also very nice. You've got lots of different routes that you can take that are also quite gentle. Uh, crystal Pools, if you're in for a bit of a challenge mm. and, and, and a bit of a reward at the end of it. And then the Helderberg, they've got a couple of routes in the Helderberg Nature Reserve. Paul Rock is also a nice option, but I wouldn't say on a hot day because uh, you know, we all know what Paul can Paul's get like. a different country. It's a different <laughs> world altogether when it comes to heat and yeah. a hot day here in yeah. Cape Town. But these are some walks that you are suggesting people do, but also that time of the year where hiking trails are quite full what where do you suggest people should be probably avoiding simply because it's just maybe too much human traffic or for any other reason yeah i think uh, uh clip would come in first place lion's head is another one um at this time of the year a lot of tourists come here but a lot of people want to go up and, and check it out and the problem is that you you get up there and the experience is not quite what you're expecting because there's just too many people so you end up standing in queues waiting to get up ladders people get impatient kind of takes away from the the experience and that's why so places like silver mine and amanus um the pipe track is also a nice nice route to go on the front face of table mountain um on the contour path is a really good route newlands forest if it's a really hot day is spectacular i mean this because you are shaded by yeah all saturday when we were doing the ultra standing by for the ultra our second position was in newlands forest and um, they kept on asking us over the radio, what's the temperature like? And uh, it's quite cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, everywhere else it was uh, quite hot. I don't know if you follow, um, there's a Twitter account, a parody Twitter account called uh, Lion's Head CPT. Yes. And earlier this week, um, it was actually a tweet from 2016 that, uh, uh, that this account brought back. Uh, it says, um, it, 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 Speaks in the first person as actual lion's head, and mm. the, the Twitter account said, um, "Not looking forward to uh, the accent saying lion's head. This, <laughs> <laughs> the, going to lion's head, but <laughs> all the Joe Burg was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, for the rest of the time, it's Lion's Head and yeah, all sorts of different accents. You won't really hear very many Capetonian accents. Yeah, but, but yeah, when the Valleys come, eh? They're going to go up Lion's Head. Schmarket. but it's that time of the year also. Um, you know, people, uh, hiking is also, uh, uh, it's, a, it's not an expensive sport, but if you invest in it, you know, there's quite a lot of equipment that could, oh, yeah. could help you. What, what are some of the gifts this, this, this Christmas? You know, if, if someone is inclined, uh, uh, and has some budget to buy some some yeah, hiking related gifts. One that comes to mind straight away, um, which I'm using a lot of at the moment, is an ice towel. You know, when it gets really hot out there, ice towel is amazing. Um, it comes in a container, and when when you set off, you actually just dip it in water and um, wring it out so that it's wet but it's not dripping, and then you tuck it around your neck like a, a scarf and into your shirt. And it, it's nice and ice cold. It's, it's exactly what it says it is. And, you know, with a breeze, it, it just it really helps so, cool so, you so down. So is it self-cooling in this container? Do exactly. you have to freeze it before? No, no, no. You just, you literally just put water with it. And you, so you dunk it in the water. And when I was on the Fisher River Canyon where the minimum temperature was 32 degrees on one day and 39 on the, on the, the last day, that towel was amazing. I mean, it, unfortunately, in those kind of temperatures, it dries out relatively mm. quickly, but it is a lifesaver. It really is. It's a nice way to bring your body temperature down. Uh, cost of something like that? I think they're around about 100 Rand. I'm not terribly sure. Not, not too bad. Not too bad at all. But, I mean, when you when you consider what you get out of it, it's, it's an amazing uh, gift. And, yeah, there's so many little gadget things that you can get um, – yeah, compasses are a big one. Multi tools. Would you still need a compass in this day and age? You, you walking up Newlands Forest. You look. There's, there's, there's the way I see it. If you're on, if you're anywhere on the Table Mountain Range, if you're gonna walk up, you're gonna go up to the summit. If you're gonna walk down, it's, it's a, it's a range that's surrounded by the urban fringe. So if you're gonna walk down long enough, you're gonna eat a property sooner or later. <laughs> tell, you that, tell that to the 360 people that got rescued last year. <laughs> I promised you they would have loved a, a, a compass. I mean, it's yeah, compasses are one of those things that, um, and I, I do this trick with a lot of people. When, when we go up And I'll just say to them Where's north And you will not believe How many times People get it wrong It, it is very disorientating Even on a good day People just Most people's sense of direction Is really bad So A compass Although it will sit In your backpack For most of the time There will be that one time That you You may need it Just to kind of orientate Where you are Because you think north is To your left And actually it's to your right uh, so, so sketch us a, a little bit of a scenario. If, if mm. I would like, I'm on the contour path, and it gets a bit dark, and I can still see on my on my compass. How would I use it in that situation? Should I just were to follow a path somehow? Well, look, I mean, you you generally um, Cape Point would be in a more southerly direction, and Cape Town itself, for a lot of the paths, would be in a sort of a northerly direction. So. Knowing that and knowing where the Atlantic Ocean is and where the sort of Hottentots of Holland Mountains are, you can kind of gauge where the sun rises, where it sets, and from that you can kind of get north. Um, but a, a compass will definitely get you a much better idea of, of where it is. And also if you if you do have a map, and, and it's one of those things that I always try and tell people, please take a map, um, 
you know, I know these mountains like the back of my hand. I've been doing it for 38 years. I still have a map. Mm. I don't know every single little gully and every single little ravine's name. I know the majority of them. But, um, yeah, funny enough, just saying that now, I think about it. When we were sitting in Newlands Forest and we were sitting in this sort of tiny little ravine, I couldn't work out where exactly this ravine was. I didn't think it was a significant ravine. Turns out it was Ascension Gully. <laughs> and I found that out because I was sitting on the rock that said Ascension Gully. And I'd only realized that two hours after I'd been sitting on it. Uh, there's a question here on the WhatsApp line. Where can a person swim in rock pools and rivers in Cape Town? Yeah, that is a bit of a tough one. Um, the dams on top of Table Mountain, unfortunately, are sand parks don't mm. allow it um, because it is drinking water. There are dams that are in use. Silver Mine is one of the dams that you can can do that. Um, other places, I would say, are the rock pools around around the coastline. And, and that's another hidden gem. You, you say that that beach walks are oh, yeah. equally as as fascinating than doing mountain hikes. Absolutely. And the thing is about about doing beach walks as well is that you're closer to amenities than than you are if you're on the mountain. So you know, take Musenberg for instance to St James. You you can do that walk quite easily with a number of people, um, avals around around the coastline. And, and that's another hidden gem. You, you say that that beach walks are oh, equally yeah. as as fascinating than doing mountain hikes. Absolutely. And the thing is about about doing beach walks as well is that you're closer to amenities than than you are if you're on the mountain. So you know, take Musenberg for instance to St James. You you can do that walk quite easily with a number of people. With mm. them or not, um, a lot of the cores it'll just be sand parks and it'll be the the, the medics that'll go out because they'll assess and and realise that they actually don't need to have helicopters and search dogs and four by fours. They just need to go and get somebody and and mm. quickly bring them back. Um, but they will then they will then send on that message. They will keep phoning um, from time to time to just check mm. if the condition of the patient has changed or. You know, the, the most important thing is when you phone that number and you're in trouble, do not move. Mm. Because otherwise it is literally like trying to find a needle in a haystack. We often talk about what you should be doing in an emergency situation, but what should you not be doing? Shouldn't be moving. You shouldn't, you, if you're going to phone in and, and ask for, for us to come and get you, don't then move your location because we're going to go to the pin that you've dropped or mm. the location that you've told us that you're at. And it has happened from time to time where we've got to where we thought you told us you were and and you weren't, and now it becomes mm. a you know it becomes a search again before we can even do the rescue. We've now got to still try and find you. Mm. Person on the WhatsApp line says twenty two waterfalls near Portable is Lovely. absolutely beautiful, spectacular space. I only recently saw this. A friend of mine. It's a working farm. It's not a work, It's a farm. It's a farm. Yeah. Uh, and there's some really lovely water, rock pools there. Yes, absolutely. And um, you would obviously f have to phone ahead um, to book. I think they've got mm. camping as well. And um, you can, yeah, the twenty two waterfalls. You go for the walk. But again, make sure that you know exactly what you're in for. If you're going to swim in the pools, that's fine. Um, just make sure that you've got costumes, change of clothing, a towel. There's nothing worse in this world than trying to hike 
with wet socks and wet feet. <laughs> it's a sure way to get blisters. <laughs> On the 21st of December, it's the longest day of, of the year, shortest night, summer solstice. How will this affect, you know, those going to hike this time of the year? Does it have any impact? Absolutely. So the this past weekend when we were turning people away, the one thing that, that shocked me the most is that the, the peak of the people coming past us was in midday. Mm. So people will leave late morning thinking it's okay. That is the hottest time of the day. So and between twelve and three. Yeah. And that so you're now walking up Platterclip, which at that time of the day is going to be fully exposed to sun. There's no shade. So set your time that you at this time of the year, try and set off earlier. Mm. The sun's up by four thirty five in the morning. Why exactly. not have a you know Right at dawn type of height. Yeah, I mean, I, when when we went up Plata Club, I had left at 4.30. Myself mm. and this other chap left at 4.30 to get to the top. And we, we obviously set off with headlamps. Within 25 minutes, those headlamps were switched off. Mm. You know, it was, as it was sort of coming 5 o'clock, you could see mm. quite clearly. And it's actually lovely to walk at that time of the morning because it's nice and cool. You can see where you're going. And the mountain is nice and quiet as well. So you don't have the hordes and hordes of people. Mm. But next week, I'm looking forward, uh, next week, the 14th of 14th, December, yeah. we'll leave uh, probably from the Greenpoint um, car park, outside Greenpoint uh, Park. Yes. And we'll take a walk on, on the promenade. Why have we chosen that for our listener walk? Just because it includes everybody. Mm. You know, anybody who wants to join in, it's not going to exclude. If, if you've got a, a child that's in a pram, you know, go for it. Mm. Um, if you've got um, somebody in a wheelchair, it, it's flat enough and, and we're going to go on a route that mm. that includes those kind of people that wouldn't necessarily go out into the mountains. Um, and it's just, it's nice because the, there's, there's play areas that the kids can go and play at. There's a, a restaurant that we can stop off and have a bit of a snack. And then we're off to the ocean mm. after that and walk along the promenade on the, on the nice... Um, bricked area that that walks along mm. the, the, the coastline. We'll give some final details on that walk about starting times, etc. next weekend but that listener walk happening on the 14th of December. Just a final voice note uh, before we say goodbye to Tim. An excellent place for mountain walks would be the Kuchelberg Bison. Um, this between Claymont and Royals so Pringle Bay and Betty's Bay included with the Unclip Mountain plenty of river pools and that sort of thing along certain rivers there um, lagoons and walking from easy walks to more difficult walks depending on the trails you're taking in the area so it's a very nice area for walks at different levels and different types of walks with pools and everything just while I'll just read one last question Tim even mm. a hiking group did a Full in the sea hiking, California. All hiking is at uh, knee or thigh length. It became quite risky. And walking from easy walks to more difficult walks, depending on the trails you're taking in the area.